This is the Foundation Station with Bishop Clarence Harris, where we discuss apologetics without apology. We will now look at marriage, the divine institution. Marriage is a covenant and contract of fidelity, love, and commitment in the sight of God, also referred to as holy matrimony. From this wedlock, we get God's first institution called the family, which is created by God and for God. He is a potter and the humans, of course, are the clay. Therefore, marriage is a divine construct with profound prophetic and eternal applications. To make it short and concise, marriage was established by God and it's between a male and a female. This unique relationship in the terrestrial realm where man dwells would also become the established pathway for deliverance and salvation for all mankind. This explicit institution and the commandments associated with it would be made available in the form of a covenant for all of the descendants of Adam. For this contractual union with God and one spouse would consummate in the New Testament as a bride of Christ. First man was created and the first man was called Adam. For Adam was the father of all mankind. The first woman that was created, Eve, she's called in the book of Genesis, the mother of all living. She was called woe man because she came from man. In a type and shadow relationship, which is biblically called a typology, we are told by the Apostle Paul that as is written in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, that the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last man, Adam, was made a quickening spirit. The last man, Adam, prophetically, of course, is Jesus Christ. Howbeit, that was not first which was spiritual, but that which was natural. And afterward, that's which is spiritual. For the first man is of the earth, the natural Adam, earthly. And the second man is, is the Lord from heaven. Yes, God used this typology to explain the relationship between he and Adam and mankind. And one day he will come for his bride, his bride, the church. For Adam went to sleep and God brought forth his bride. His bride, as you know, her name was Eve. And Christ went to sleep at Calvary on the Jewish feast day of Pentecost and brought forth his bride, the church, which is 50 days later on the day of Pentecost. In the divine marriage relationship, the man loves and obeys God and in turn loves and exercises Christ-like authority over his wife and she, the wife, in turn reciprocate with loving submission. For God's first wife of the old covenant was the Hebrew people or the nation of Israel who unfortunately always played the harlot. This can be looked at in the book of Ezekiel chapter 16, 1 through 22 and also throughout the, the book of Judges, whereby for 15 times, God was saying a deliverer to deliver Israel from her sins, and yet and behold, she will always go back to worship the gods of the heathen. The church also continued to do the same to this day, and it will culminate in the book of Revelation, chapter two and chapter three, whereby God did with the seven churches of Asia Minor in the same manner as he has also done with the nation of Israel, his natural seed throughout human history. Before and after marriage, there are also expressed terms to describe this relationship. For example, the groom, 
Um, the husbandman or the groom in James chapter 5, it speaks about the Lord coming back to receive their early and the latter reign of his spirit, which is their early church, all those in between, and the last day church. He called this his bride. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 to 31, he speaks about there, about this bride can be compared directly to relationship with Christ and his bride, the church. The human relationship, husband and wife, submitting both husband and wife to one another in the fear of God, and the woman submitting herself to her husband. Another term that is used to describe this type of relationship is engaged or betrothed. Engaged simply in betrothed, like Mary was with Joseph, preparation for marriage. Is not, as we look at it today, is not dating, which is recreational and involves sexual intimacies prematurely and also a lot of bad relationships. For one remained faithful during this engagement or betrothed period, that person would then be wed. Husbands, as another term, refer to the male. This is determined by the chromosomes in one's gonads and also the place that God created man, which is distinctly different anatomically from the female. And wife, yes, another term, refers to the female, determined by her chromosomes also and anatomically different from the male. For even though they're both created by God, their bodies are not the same and they don't have the same parts and organs and function because their functions are also not the same. Another term used is called the wedding. And the wedding, during that time, the confirmation of the marriage, sexual intimacy and intercourse takes place. Here, we understand that in the book of Revelation and also in the epistles of the Apostle Paul, we see that Christ is coming back for a virgin bride who is right now betrothed, prepared for marriage, but the wedding has not yet taken place. In Matthew chapter 25, the parable is given, verses 1 through 13, and this parable refers to five wise and five foolish virgins. The wise one will partake of the wedding and they will get married. The Bible called this for the church, the rapture. In the rapture, these individuals are the ones who endure to the end and will be saved. These are the ones who go through the straight gate, the narrow way, not broad way, the way that lead, way that lead to destruction and damnation. But they are found, as we're told in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 27, they are found out spot, wrinkle, or blemish at his coming. And they are purified themselves, as we're told also in the epistles of Peter. So also in this relationship of the husband and marriage and wife is offspring, yes, children. Children are the result of a fruitful wedding and a fruitful loving couple. You never, for the most part, oh, I guess you can't say always never, but rarely do you find a husband and a wife aborting their child. But it is the fruit of the womb, and they, they become the heirs of the parents. And so it's a blessing to have children. Another term that's associated with the marriage relationship is divorce. And divorce is the rejection of the unfaithful, both in pre and preparation for marriage and also post-marriage situations. So divorce, a bill divorcement, this here was one contrary to the ways of God and these individuals do not partake even when it comes to salvation. Again, those who do to the end, the same shall be saved. Now to the contrary, man has perverted marriage and man has perverted the family throughout human history. 
because we're told in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 7, it says, for, for know this also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient. Yes, disobedient. To parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, mean covenant breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. These individuals in the church and out of the church who have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. And Paul tells them, from such, turn away. So, this bride is not the bride of Christ. It's the bride of Satan. She is identified in the book of Revelation, chapter 17, verse 5 and 7. For those who have ungodly marriages and who choose to live ungodly lives, oftentimes wind up lives that are contrary one to the other. Covenant breakers, cheaters, adulterers, and all type of evil works to break that covenant that God had established. The bride of Satan is a harlot bride and then we're told again in Revelation 17 that she is filled with every demonic and evil work. But Paul goes on further. He warns the church how that in 1 Timothy 4.1, how that he speak expressly that in the latter times, again, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Yes, they will be seduced and they'll be enticed by devils to pervert the ways of God and come to all forms of lasciviousness, perversion, and mockery towards the God of creation. Remember God, he is the potter and we are the clay. But the clay has risen up against the potter and one day soon, as we will see, he will destroy all those who have not walked according to his righteousness, his holiness, and his truths. We're told also that in these latter days, in the book of Revelation chapter 12, Satan will come back for his bride. He will unite all the people of the earth against the bride of Christ. And there will be the final showdown of light versus darkness. He said, therefore rejoice, O ye heavens, in Revelation 12, 12, and ye that dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth he hath but the short time. But told in the book of Daniel chapter 7, the book of Revelation, on chapter 12, that Satan has three and a half years, 42 months, time, time, and half a time, 1260 days to do his work. He will galvanize the forces of the world and he will come down to earth. And when he does, all those who walk in sexual perversion today, God will give them over as we're told in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9-13, he would give them over to all deceitfulness, unrighteousness, and them who would perish because they believed not or had not a love for the truth. He would even give them over to demons of incubus and succubus, where devils will possess people's bodies, rape them, and see that they can be seen visually. Today, we see all forms of perverted marriages. For example, Today, we even see what's called a new term, saligami. And saligami is one marriage to oneself. It is the epitome 
of narcissism, which is serve love, self-love, me, myself, and I, sologamy. Okay. We also have a situation today that is very common, unfortunately, very perverted. People are actually marrying their pets. Yes, marrying their pets. Same-sex marriages. The Oedipus complex deal with the individual who loves his mother and marries his mother as Sigmund Freud, the psychologist, wrote his Oedipus complex. But this goes back to the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11 when Nimrod had a lustful relationship with his mother. And yes, we also find this in the book of 1 Corinthians. We have a young man had an affair in chapter 6 with his stepmother. Homosexuality, bisexuality, transgender, effeminate males, sadistics, all forms of sexual aversion involving violence, lewd acts, as well as all forms of torture and bondage. Vampirism, in which I won't go into detail, but all these things and many, many more are taking place in our world today as they stress themselves, but God is prepared to deal with them systematically. Because just as in times of old, in ancient history, where people murdered brothers and sisters, the marriage relationship, the children, Cain killed his brother Abel, murder and sacrifice to Baal and Moloch is going on profoundly today in the form of infanticide, also known as abortion. The book that culminates all books reveal how both of these bribes, the bride of Christ and the bride of Satan, shall be dealt with. That book is called the book of Revelation. God has addressed these issues before as Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis chapter 19 and natural Israel in Leviticus chapter 26. So there's nothing new under the sun. But what is about to happen is going to end one day soon as Christ returns. The question is, in the end, all humans will either conclude their life journey as a member of the bride of Christ or a member of the bride of the Antichrist, Satan. So my friend, my brother, my sister, I bid for you, choose you this day who you will serve, Jesus Christ or the Antichrist. It's your choice. But whatever decision you make, that choice will be eternal. There will be no second turns, no second turns, no opportunities to come back. Now is the day of salvation. Today is the day to serve the Lord. Love your husband, love your wife, love your children, and above all, love God who loved you first and he loves you the most. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and automatically receive our next teaching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast platform. The Foundation Station with Bishop Clarence Harris is made possible by the support of listeners like you. If you'd like to bless this ministry with an offering, please do so via the Cash App by searching hashtag Foundation Station. That's dollar sign, Foundation Station. Thank you, and God bless.